Wait a minute, I hear something. Everybody, welcome back again to another episode of Doctor Movie, uh, the podcast where I talk about movies like a bunch of other shows. But I do it while driving my car. I'm at a stoplight right now, so that's why you don't hear anything. But you about to? Oh, you about to? Uh, been doing the uh, coming of age movies, I guess you'd say, from the '80s. Uh, pretty good run of those. And a lot of these movies are, uh, I guess you'd say, kind of second fiddle to this movie, right? When you think about an iconic uh, coming-of-age 80s movie, you automatically think of Fast Times Ridgemont High. Absolute classic. Um, There's some things that it does that's pretty brilliant that becomes kind of a staple that you see throughout some other movies. Um... The Wildlife, which is the first episode I did of, of this bunch of movies, is because it's been so long since I've seen it, uh, really plays kind of off of the same idea of intertwining these different stories. You know, it's, it's all happening in the same location, but you're following three or four different storylines at the same time. And, uh, you know, that's pretty awesome. And uh, 1982, Fast Times Ridgemont High, the classic, the iconic classic, right? Uh, does it deserve to be that title? Well, stick around. Let's find out. It is considered a comedy romance movie. And if you don't know the story of this one, like I said, you're you're, you're following several different characters. Uh, this is a long synopsis. We're not going to get through all this. This is crazy. Let me find something a little shorter. Uh... This one will do. Says a group of Southern California high school students are enjoying their most important subjects, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Okay. I guess if you're going to shorten this one down, that's uh, that's pretty brief. I have to say, pretty brief. Uh, the other synopsis was like, I don't know, it would take me a, oh, I, I would have to go to an extremely long red light to read all of it. It's quite a bit, so... So, yeah, I mean, you've got several storylines going on, all based around these characters that all go to school together. You spend a lot of this time, though, at the mall, which, again, iconic, right? This was the booming days of the mall, right? This is where um, MTV was just happening, not even a year old yet, and the influence is felt throughout all of America, probably around the world at this point. I don't know if it was released worldly just yet, but um, you started seeing the fashions and stuff from California and stuff start showing up around, uh, well, locally, Tennessee, places like that, that before you never really even had an insight of what this stuff was. You didn't know what a valley girl was, right? What an interesting time. Uh, to to grow up and just see this incredible change, um, it, it, it you you go from you know not even cable TV to just your three big networks to 
the ability to see things, to, to see television stations from Chicago and all these things. What a time, because that is so much of the influence of, you know, what sets up the trends and, and the fashions and all that stuff. And this movie is one of those factors, without a doubt, because there's a there's a lot of focus on the trends, right? Um, going to the mall and going to the music store. And, uh, of course, you got one of the main characters here. He's a, basically a ticket scalper, even though he hates being called that, but it's what he is. Um, you got the girls at high school that are all dressed like Pat Benatar. So before the big Madonna boom, you had the girls that were dressing... Like I said, like Pat Benatar, like the Valley Girls. Such an interesting time. Uh, let's talk about this cast. Man, I mean, at the time, most of these people were nobodies. But uh, for the most part, this is a very impressive cast. Um, obviously, the first thing you think of is Sean Penn, right, in this movie. You think of Spicoli. Um, super, surf, surfer dude. Uh, basically the, the idea of both Bill and Ted <laughs> kind of come from just, you know, this character. Um, the other person you probably think of is Phoebe Cates because of the infamous, you know, scene where she comes up out of the pool in the, uh, the dream of Judge Reinhold's head, uh, Brad, the main character, Brad. Yeah. Uh, we won't dwell on that a whole lot. Uh, I do know that my daughter, she's a big 80s fan, and she watched this movie, I think, with a boyfriend of the time, and really got mad, because I think he reacted to Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool. So it's amazing that kids, you know, 20, 30 years later, still have that same reaction <laughs> to her coming out of the pool. And uh, there you go. You got Jennifer Jason Lee in this playing Stacy, who's pretty much, you spend most of the movie following her story, and her brother is Brad, that's Judge Reinhold, and then you've got so many extra people in this, you got Robert Romanus, who's Mike, who's the, the ticket scalper, you got Nicolas Cage in here that's just for a brief little segment, uh, no speaking lines, it's just his first appearance on, on a major movie, we got Amanda Weiss in this, from, I mean, Better Off Dead. She's from Nightmare on M Street. You got Forrest Whitaker in here uh, early on. And one thing a lot of these movies have in common. You go. Uh -oh, there comes an ambulance. One thing that these movies have in common from this time period is, is Nancy Wilson from Heart. Uh, she kind of pops up in several of these movies. She's in Valley Girl. She's in Fast Times. She's in The Wildlife. So I don't know what the trend was there, but uh, there's that. Anthony Edwards is in this. He's one of Spicoli's buddies that falls out of the van when they're smoking the pot and everything. So is Eric Stoltz. Early role for him. Uh, Ray Watson plays, you know, uh, Dr. Han. <laughs> or, you know, the teacher. Uh, it, it just goes on and on. Uh I'm sure I'm going to leave some people. Vincent uh, Chiviat, uh, what's his name? Chiviat, I can't even say it. Chiavelli, that's it. Vincent Chiavelli, right? The creepy looking dude in Ghost. Uh, he's, he's great in this movie. 
And again, the list goes on and on. Pamela Springsteen is in this. I mean, it's just, it doesn't end, folks. Lots of 80s favorites are in this movie. Uh, Kelly Maroney's in this, right, from Night of the Comet. You got Taylor Negron in this, who's in pretty much every 80s flick of this time period. Uh, it, it just goes on and on, folks. But let's get on to the movie, right? Because we're already eight minutes in. I haven't even talked about the movie yet. Yeah, coming-of-age flick, pretty much the standard that all others are measured by. You've got the iconic soundtrack that made a lot of hits. Uh, there's a lot of songs that were recorded for this movie that weren't used by Todd Rundgren. I think even Hart did a song, but none of those songs were used. Uh, but at least we do get some killer songs from, like, Oingo Boingo and Jackson Brown. I mean, there's some there's some great songs in this. Um you get uh, the story of, like we said, uh, Stacy, who is 15, going on 19, and her best friend, Linda, which is Phoebe Cates, work together in the mall at a pizza place, and, uh, you know, we're getting the talk of, you know, wanting to become a woman, right? So, uh... The next episode that's coming out after this, I, I've, I've kind of did this in reverse order. The next episode is Little Darlings with Chris McNichol and, and uh, Tatum O'Neill. And I make a comment on there about girl talk, right? That's the first movie that I remember where the girl talk was just as seedy as guy talk. And... Uh, this movie's got a little bit of it in there, so I, I just didn't remember it, right? It's not as much, but it's more about Phoebe Cates' character telling her friend, you know, hey, the first time's not that great. It keeps getting better as you go along, all the, all the, all the stuff, right? And uh, she is desperate to become a woman, right? Because that's what she's supposed to do. And I think, first off, she hits on a guy that's way older than her, lies to him, says she's 19, and, uh, you know, that's her first encounter, I guess you'd say. Uh, Judge Reinhold's character, Brad, her brother, works at a fast food restaurant, burger place, and he's all GQ, Mr. Hamburger guy, right? Not GQ, but he's, he's employee of the month. I mean, he's, he's all about working at this place. He ends up having an encounter with a guy there that wants his money back for this breakfast and it gets ugly. <laughs> and he has a great line that he tells the guy and ends up getting fired. So he ends up jumping from that job to other jobs. He's got this old, I want to say mid-50s Buick that he's proud of, but it's the old type car with the the big bat wings on it and stuff, right? I mean, it's, it's an old style car. Um... Brad's the everyday man, right? He tries to mind his own business. He tries to stay out of everybody else's stuff. Um, he's got a girlfriend, Amanda Weiss, who also works at the burger place. But he's always complaining about, man, it's my senior year. I need my freedom. Maybe I'll just break up with her. And uh, when things kind of go down the toilet for him and he comes back to her and he's like, well, at least I still got you. And, you know, we can we can see things out through the rest of this year. And she dumps him. So it's got a lot of play on stuff like that. You've got Spicoli's character who is 
you know, like I said, major surfer dude. Surely you've seen this movie, right? And uh, Mr. Han, the 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 the, the teacher, uh, Mr. Han, <laughs> Doctor Han, uh, Doctor Han is from uh, Kentucky Fried Movie. This is Doctor Han or Mr. Han, and uh, does not like Spicoli whatsoever. And he's just oblivious. He, like I said, he's Bill and Ted. He's that kind of character. Uh, pretty iconic. And uh, he's worried about making it through school. Well, he's not really worried about it. He's not even thinking about it. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Han doesn't like him coming in class and disrupting and wasting his time. So he comes to his house one night and just has a class with Spicoli in his room just to get something back out of him. And I think overall, even though he tries to describe something that Thomas Jefferson said, <laughs> he does it in his own way, and I think Mr. Hand just accepts it as, okay, at least you got something out of it. And uh, you get the Forrest Whitaker character, who's a pro uh, football guy that's got, you know, pro football in his eyes. He's, he's, he's heading that direction. He's got this super nice car. And Spicoli and Forrest Whitaker's little brother goes out one night in his car, crashes it. <laughs> and Spicoli's got this idea of taking the car and pulling it up in front of the school because there's a rival football game the next night and they spray paint all over it that the other team had done this to the car. So when the game is going on, Forrest Whitaker is a headhunter. He is laying people out, carrying people off on stretchers. It's awesome, right? Um... And that's all this side stuff that's going on. Uh, we do get uh, Rat. He's, he's a character they think uh, that they call Rat. He's a little bitty dude. He likes Jennifer Jason Lee. They go out one night. She's making all the moves. And he kind of chickens out. And uh, she's like, all right, he's not interested in me. And she ends up liking Mike, who Mike is friends with Rat. Mike is the guy that scouts the tickets. Kind of a sleazeball. He plays it well. Um... They end up getting together, and she gets pregnant. And, of course, he don't want anything to have to do with her. He stays away from her because he knows, obviously. I mean, as soon as things are done, he's like, yeah, I need to get out of here. And uh, she decides to have an abortion, wants him to give her a car ride to the place and pay for half of it. He agrees to it, but then he never shows. So... She gets her brother to take her to supposedly the bowling alley. And then when when he's driving off, she goes the other direction. Well, Brad, her brother, sees her in the rearview mirror and turns around and comes back. And he kind of puts it together what's going on. And he's there for her, right? So at least she's got somebody there, right? So all this stuff plays out. And I think from this experience, it makes her realize that, you know, Sex is sex, but she wants something more than that. She wants a relationship. She wants romance, all that kind of stuff, right? And that kind of leads back to our character Rat. And uh, what's his what's his other name? I know they don't just call him Rat. Mark. There's Mark and Mike, right? And uh, so, in the end, the good guy wins, kinda, right? They're not hot and heavy, but they're at least starting a relationship and kind of hitting that reset button. Um, 
And that's just tip of the iceberg, folks. I mean, there's there's a lot to this movie. It's called Fast Towns for a reason. Um, what's amazing to me is that uh, you would think that with the amount of sexuality in this, I could see where girls obviously would be kind of turned away from this. But in fact, this movie is directed by a woman. Yeah, Amy Heckerling. And uh, known for, <laughs> maybe not known for European Vacation, but she did European Vacation. But she did give us Look Who's Talking and Clueless. So there you go. Uh, we're in good hands here, right? And this is all based on a book. Uh, I can't remember his name. Crow. Something Crow. Not Russell Crow. I know it's not Russell Crow. <laughs> but uh, basically, you, you remember the movie where, and I'm going blank right here. Uh, this is where I'm going blank. The the Drew Barrymore movie where she's a, a, a news reporter and she goes undercover back to school to kind of get it. What is that called? Dad, burn it. I forgot it. But anyways, you know what I'm talking about, right? That's kind of what happened here. This guy went undercover, snuck back into school just to see what school life is like in the 80s. And he wrote this book about what he saw. And a lot of these characters are based off of people that he met. So that's a pretty interesting concept. And I guess that's why it works so well. Because you feel like it's, it's written by somebody that knows what was going on at the time. This is dead up how kids were, how they dressed, how they acted, where they hung out. It, it just it just works, right? So kudos for that because there's nothing worse than somebody trying to give a simulation of what they think it was like, right? Uh, this is a very good representation of the times. Holy smokes. We just almost had a car wreck. Not me, somebody ahead of me. So, people are idiots, man. Um, so, yeah. I mean, is this the classic that we all hold it up to be? It is. And I haven't seen it in a while. I do still enjoy the other movies a bit more. I guess it's because I've seen this one so many times. It's one that I just don't normally gravitate back towards. But uh, all in all, when it's said and you go back and watch it again, it's a bonafide classic. It really nails 1982, 1983, perfectly. Before hair metal, you've got this new wave thing going on. You got MTV. You got the Valley Girl thing going on. You know, pre Madonna, not pre Madonna, but pre Madonna, the artist. <laughs> so, what a it is a great time capsule of kind of what was going on at the time, especially in in California. Not necessarily where I live, but the styles, the hangouts, all this stuff. I mean, I, rem I remember specifically going to the mall in 1982 and it being the coolest thing, right? So, anyways, folks, uh, how can you not give this a 5 out of 5? It's a classic. It's a great movie. But I highly recommend all these other movies from this week, if you like this one, then you have to check out The Wildlife. You have to check out um, American, Last American Virgin and Little Darlings. I think it really ties everything together really nicely. And with that being said, on Friday I've got a very special episode 
that's going to come out with somebody really special. And I'll just leave it with that. So, all right, folks, that's it. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you on the flip side. (laughs) 